0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Real Estate Investing Club, the place investors go to gain actionable advice, learn about current market trends, and hear war stories from other professional investors out there in the field today. Before we get started, I have two quick housekeeping items to cover. First, if you like the episode, we would very much appreciate a like, subscribe, and share. It is the best way to support the show and keep it running. Second, if you are a new investor looking to get started in real estate or an experienced investor looking to take your investing to the next level, we created an ebook for you that will cover how to find deals that are actually deals, how to finance those deals with little to no money down, and how to exit those deals for maximum value. On top of that, I throw in an insane amount of free bonuses that you will have access to once you buy the ebook. All we charge is our admin cost to keep the show running. So if you're serious about real estate investing and want to create both active and passive income as an investor, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com and click on the button that says get the ebook to grab yourself a copy today. So with that said, let's dive right in. Today, we have a very special guest with us, ready to drop some investor knowledge on you. So buckle up, grab your pen and paper and enjoy the ride. All right, we are live. Today we have with us Tim Harriage. Tim has many things, so many things that he's done that I can't even have a title to introduce him. He's bought and sold many companies and and uh, today, he comes with us as a real estate investor. So I'm going to pass it over to him to get let him give us a good introduction. Tim, get us started. Why don't you tell us you know, where you are, what you do, and how you got started in real estate in the first place?
1: Hey, Gabe. Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, so, uh, Tim Herridge, I am actually uh, calling you from my house here in the Dallas area in Texas. Uh, I guess the easiest way to describe myself is I'm a real estate investor. That's how I got started in this crazy industry 20-something years ago. I founded some trade show companies. I founded some companies with Blackstone, done a little over a billion dollars in transactions. But my day-to-day is still revolving, still revolves around residential real estate here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. As soon as we're done with this call today, I've got to head out and check on, I've got a rehab going about 10 miles from here. Got to go check on another hotel property about 10 miles from there. Then I have to drive by two rent houses. I'll stop and eat some barbecue on the way and uh, should be sitting out by my pool by about three o'clock drinking a cold beer. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the I've I've structured my life now after owning large companies and having hundreds of employees. I've structured my life now where I I literally get to do more of what I want every day uh, and I don't do anything I don't want to do. I also own an insurance company. We insure a little over $200 million worth of real estate investors' properties across the nation, the REI Choice Insurance. I don't do a lot in that company. I just own it and advise it. Uh, my partner, Andy, does all of the, the work. Um, and you know, I enjoy uh, playing, coaching football with my kids. Uh, we've got rental properties. We've got owner finance properties. I cook a lot of barbecue in my backyard. Uh, we have a lot of pool parties. And uh, I'm really just focused on living my best life. I I, I got into this business on accident Um, when I got out of the Marine Corps in 2001. I put my resume on militaryhire.com, and I was hired as a project manager for a small company here in Dallas that bought and owner-financed houses. I managed their construction for about a year, went and worked for a guy that had wholesaled us a bunch of houses as his acquisitions guy, did that for a year, and then went out on my own. Uh, a couple years later, I met my wife. She owned a Homevestors franchise, and she wholesaled me a house. And I turned around and wholesaled it for more to another investor. I'll
0: tell so the
1: joke is that we got married to keep it all in the family. <laughs> uh, I love it. But you know, that's 12, 14 years ago. Now that we fifteen years ago that we met, uh, we've you know we're the, we're the nuclear family. We've got two kids and a dog and. Live on a couple acres and uh, I spend a lot of time helping investors uh, and uh, with loans and with insurance and with joint ventures and I buy from investors. Uh, I've helped a lot of investors through the REI Expo and B2R Finance. But uh, today, it's been a long, long, I don't come from money. Everything I've ever done is self-funded, self-made. I don't have investors. uh, So I've done it the long, hard way. Uh, but here we are, 19 years later, and uh, I'm very glad I did it.
0: Oh man, I uh, I love your story, and it, it was very Texas. I heard uh, barbecue, beer, and football um, a couple times in there. So you are a true Texan. So that's <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Even during the pandemic, we have a scrimmage tomorrow for little league football. Nice. Uh, a lot of things are on
0: hold in this state, but little league football but football continues. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, so it's cool. You got, you got started as a project manager in 2001. Uh, and that was like your first, your first foray into business, right? Right out of, you were, you just left the Marines. You just got into, um, you know, you're looking for a job and this popped up. You went and you were a project manager. Um, and that was, that's how you got introduced to real estate, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had some construction experience from when I was in high school. Uh, and I
1: included that on the resume that the Marines showed me how to make Uh, and this former Marine hired me and he said, look, I just need someone organized that'll work hard and do what I say. And I said,
0: well, you Um, you got the right guy. (laughs) Um, cool. So, I mean, you know, we talked a little bit before the show and you sent me some stuff and you've done tons of single family investments. Um, usually when you, um, you know, everybody has their own path and I, I love just hearing how people do real estate because there's so many different ways to do it. Um, and so you chose the single family route. Why did you choose single family? Why didn't you go, you know, large multifamilies, commercial stuff like that? Um, what what really brought you into single family?
1: You know, we found this when we were working with Blackstone and helping. Uh, you know, we did a billion dollars in loans in less than two years to investors. My story is very common with most people that are successful in this business. Single family is one of those things; it's obtainable, right? It's it's. It exists where you already live. It's a small dollar amount. You can envision it. You've lived in a house before, right? You've had to mow the grass at a house. A single family is one of those things that uh, you can put a lot of sweat equity into. You can do it just by saving up a down payment. Uh, I think I gravitated towards single family because it was accessible to me being from someone with, you know, I mean, my parents didn't have enough money to send me to college. That's why I went to the Marine Corps. Not because I, you know, I mean, I, I'd love to sit here and be romantic and say that I had some deep desire to serve my country, but the, the, the reality is I was going nowhere. I had no money. So I think I started in single family because it was obtainable. It was understandable. It's easy to digest. And then now as I'm older and more mature, I'm 42 now, I, I, I still like single family uh, because it, it, there's not a concentrated risk. Uh, you don't have sight risk. Um, it's very liquid now uh, with the refinancing that's out there. You know, you you always have the option to rent it, owner finance it, refinance it, or sell it, right? So, it's a very liquid asset class. Um, You know, my personal strategy is one of, uh, we have paired our portfolio down in numbers, but up in equity in higher quality single family homes. Uh, And our personal strategy is to get the magic number is somewhere around 50 houses for us, but that's not 50 of the, we've had 50 before, but they were $50, $80,000 houses, right? Now we're looking at having 50 quarter million dollar houses. Uh, And our strategy is just to refinance them one or two a year and live off that tax-free income from the refinances. And, you know, uh, most likely when I'm 55 years old, I will qualify for welfare, uh, because I will lose money and make no money. And, uh, I'll live off the refinances on my rental properties.
0: Oh, wow. So you guys are doing the that the burr strategy, as they call it, like to the, to the hilt, you guys have mastered that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little more complex than the burr. I mean, because for us it's, um, it's, you just wait, uh, in, uh, in utilizing leverage, specifically low cost leverage. I mean, you know, our blended rate on our portfolio right now is about four point seven five percent. So we've we're, we're really focused on advantageous leverage versus just leverage to keep the machine going. If that makes sense. Yep. 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 Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm at a much much earlier stage in my career in my real estate investing career. So I'm uh, I'm more at the keeping the machine running and getting things moving forward. So I'm I'm a little bit more leveraged um, than you, I'm sure. So when you're looking at at an investment deal, I mean, you're still looking at single families. Now you said, you you know, after this call, you're going to go, you're going to go to a job site. Um, you're going to check on some of your rentals. What are you looking for in terms, you know, for single families? Like what, what kind of, um, I mean, it sounds like now you're looking for more turnkey. You're not looking for fix and flips, but you know, what, what what is it generally that you're looking for when you're, when you're going to buy?
1: Yeah. So my business, you know, being 20 years seasoned is very, Streamlined and systematized, uh, mm-hmm. we send out five thousand postcards a week, uh, wow. and we week? In, in, in week, and we spend about a thousand dollars a month on pay-per-click advertising. So our total advertising budget every month is about ten thousand dollars. I'm very fortunate to have some people that are basically my partners that answer the phones and run the appointments and make the offers and get the contracts done. and then when we get a contract in, we look at it uh, you know kind of four ways. Uh, first and foremost, does it fit my rental portfolio? If yes, I go talk to my wife and make sure we have the available capital at that time to take it down, get it fixed up and get it refinanced the way we want it. Uh, sometimes we have a backlog in that side of the portfolio. And then you hey, okay, is, is it a hotel or do we just assign the deal? Uh, and it's, I always tell people people talk about wholesaling as a way to get into the business. And, and to me, wholesaling is a very complex exit strategy that must be used properly. Mm. And so what we do is we look at it and say, okay, is this in a bad neighborhood? Uh, if yes, wholesale it. Is it below, is it a major renovation? If yes, wholesale it, because I just hate rehabbing houses. Yeah. Uh, yep. I really I'm do there, hate I'm with you. Uh, Um, <laughs> is it in a price point where we don't want that exposure? So if it's below a $100,000 house, I don't want it. I don't want to mess with it. I don't like going to those neighborhoods. If it's above a $300,000 house, I don't want it. I don't want the headache and I don't, I don't like going to those neighborhoods. So really, if it's in that you know, 150 to 250 price point, it makes a great flip. And then we look at it and we say, okay, is this a flip or a whole tail? And the way we decide between those two is if the house it really just needs cosmetics, like a good cleanup and cosmetics, we'll hotel the property. Because typically, we've got it on the market three or four days after we close on it. And we're getting, if you can put inventory on the market in the bottom third of the price band right now, there are so many conventional buyers that will buy that thing for 10 20% discount. And you make, you make a killing. And you don't have contractors and you don't have receipts and you don't have all, you know. So we figure on our hotels, we make about 30 to 40% more than a signing. Uh, So we love the hotel. Uh, And then the fix and flips, we try to keep at least one fix and flip going at all times. My wife is a creative. I mean, Lord have mercy. You should see the amount of money and energy she spent on decorating my college son's dorm. I mean, got him an apartment up. He's like, water. mom, just leave. Oh my God. I mean, it, it's, I'm up there with my tool belt hanging curtains and you know, it's just, and he's just kind of sitting there like, all right, you know, <laughs> whatever." Uh, but you know, he has the nicest apartment in Stillwater. Uh, my wife enjoys that stuff. So the fix and flips are a way, uh, it, it, keeps my contractors actively employed with me. And, uh, so when I need them on a rental property or something like that, and, um, you know, it, it, it my wife, uh, enjoys the process and we make good money. I mean, the housing market is on fire down here. And, uh, you know, I, I hate to sound like I don't want to make $40,000, but, uh, I'd rather not fix and flip, but it's good money and my wife enjoys it and it keeps good people working for us for when we need them. So uh, we always try to keep that in the mix as well. I like that.
0: And are you guys, are uh, you or your wife or are you a um, uh, realtor? Are you, do you have your license? She is a real estate broker. I
1: am only licensed to carry weapons and drive vehicles.
0: (laughs) There we go. Uh, so it sounds like so you really focus on the hundred to three hundred dollar three hundred thousand dollar range, um, and that kind of dictates the area also that you're focusing. It sounds like as well because you don't want to go into the really nice areas um, and do any of those flips, and then the numbers won't wa- work out for a rental anyways. And you don't want to go in the really low areas. Right. Um, so do you only focus Texas, or have you do you invest outside of Texas?
1: I've done some deals outside of Texas. I've I, I've done loans this year outside of Texas. I've done a lot of insurance this year outside of Texas. But with regards to my single family acquisitions, it's
0: within 50 miles of where my butt is sitting right now. Nice. That's a yeah. uh, Texas I feel like um I mean, you know, you can always have an excuse for wherever you are to not work. But I do feel like Texans. You guys got an advantage because there are just so many houses out there, and it's just the price point is so good. Um, I'm up here in Seattle, and it's just like finding a it, it, finding any rental is is it's hard. There's the numbers are are really uh, not in your favor here.
1: Yeah, and you know we've got a, a historic home we're renovating down in San Antonio right now, and uh, which is in Texas, right? But it's four and a half hours away,
0: mm. so. Yeah, it's like across the state for us. <laughs>
1: right, right. I mean, it's not even halfway across the state for us. So it's it was a big mistake. My son was going to college down there last year. And so we bought this house and we were going to Airbnb it. Well, he decided to transfer. So uh, we've really mismanaged that project. We've done a horrible job. We've had some bad luck with contractors. Uh, and it's reaffirmed my decision. Uh, we should get all of our final inspections by next week it's reaffirmed my decision that I really need to keep things close to where when there's a problem, I can go over and take care of it. Or more importantly, where the contractors know that you're going to, that, you know, if the cat's away, the mice will play.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. I a hundred percent understand that one. Um, so you also, you've mentioned your marketing budget and, uh, that's something, you know, my background is in digital marketing. So I'm always interested in the marketing side of things. Um, so you guys do 5,000 letters a week and 1,000, uh, PPC. Do you guys have, uh, numbers when it comes to, you know, your cost per lead for both, uh, both avenues? Absolutely. Well, let's hear it.
1: <laughs> uh, we're running about $50 a lead right now.
0: Okay. And that's both uh, letters and PPC? Yeah, that would be merged.
1: Uh, PPC, I haven't really broken it down. I mean, that channel is very unpredictable because you have to go back and look at the leads. So many of them are bogus leads, spam leads. And, and it, honestly, it would take more effort than I think it would be worth to go through and sort out real versus you know misleading. For me right now, it's hey if if I can so so we spend about ten grand a month total in advertising, and we buy anywhere from two to four houses a month contract okay so you know my my cost per acquisition is steadily between two and five thousand yeah. uh, and that's not including uh any other cost of goods sold. There's no commissions or any of that. that's just pure advertising cost per lead, so there's no overhead burden there. I'd really like to keep it below five. Um, there are some months it goes up to seven, but for the year we run, you know, right at 5,500
0: to 6,000. Uh, if you really look at the whole year with seasonality. Okay. So that's uh so it sounds like it's about a hundred, a hundred leads per conversion for you guys yeah. per, per close. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That seems to be about, um, about what we've experienced too. Uh, we've been trying to get it down, but it's just like I don't know. There, I do a lot of uh, the digital side of things, and um, you're right. There's a lot of uh, bogus stuff out there, so it's hard to to them. Um, one uh, one mini tip, if you guys haven't used this, is clickcease.com. Um, if you add that to your Google Ads, it will uh, it takes away a lot of um, a lot of the bogus clicks that that usually aren't anything. But uh, that's also a listener uh, tip for listeners out there. Clickcease.com. If you guys do digital marketing. It is a killer when it comes to saving um, saving money on your PPC spend. So is it hard to do? Um, awesome. So, t- kind of take us. What is? I mean, you've already kind of uh, given us an idea of it. But what is the next step for you guys? It sounds like you're you're really excited about you know doing continuing the the fix and flip business rental business that you're running right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, so for starters, my insurance company is growing about. Fifteen to twenty percent quarter over quarter. So I'm really excited about that. I spent a lot of time yesterday uh, talking to my wife with my my fancy how do I make money chart. Uh, (laughs) And uh, you know it's it's I make money off of insurance, houses, and finance. The common thread is investors. And I was really talking about what do investors need. So I want to grow that kind of. I want to kind of grow the lead generation side of my business, uh, just, and not for acquisitions, but for investors. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at some land development. Uh, it, there's, there's a lot of opportunity to develop land, uh, here in the DFW area, specifically, uh, the Dallas Fort Worth area, because, uh, home, home, new home starts hit, hit a record last month. Interest rates hit a record low. Uh, you can't buy, there, there are no houses for sale here. Huh. Uh, I
0: mean, it, it's just insane. So new That's home interesting builders... interesting that the, lo- the housing prices are still that low. You know, 100 to 300 is pretty low con- considering...
1: Uh, well, so, so we have an interesting market that, you know, even up in the Northwest, you guys can't compete with because there's so much wide open farmland uh, uh, surrounding us. There's not trees, forests, canyons, rivers. It's just dirt as far yeah, as you sure. can see. So... Uh, I've always called it a leapfrog market. What happens is they develop in one direction until it gets a little too expensive on the price per acre. And then they just jump over here and then they start developing out that way. Then they jump over here. Then they come back. And, and so land development is one of those things that I think no matter what you can get three or four years ahead of it, buy some land, lose some money on it every year, farm it, whatever you want to do. Eventually the development is going to come across specifically now we're really projecting that the the coronavirus is going to change the way people work and where they work from. Uh, And so to get an hour out of Dallas and have some space between you and your neighbors, uh, uh, all the economists I talk to, they think that's a good hedge. So we want to develop some land. We want to buy some ranches in central Texas. Uh, It's a great profit uh, center. You can buy a couple thousand acres for anywhere from 10 to 20 million bucks and, uh, when you sell them off in 50 acre chunks, the price per acre is almost 10 times what you paid for. Oh, so, uh, I mean, you, the, the key is you got to have the 15 million bucks, right?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: but so we want to do some of that. Uh, that's that I've got a kid in fifth grade. He started fifth grade this week. And my, my, I'm probably going to maintain the status quo for the next seven years. So I can be here every day when he's home. Uh, It's big. It's very important to me to be here with my children when they get home from school to making breakfast in the morning. I traveled a lot when I did the for for B2R and I missed a lot with my oldest son that I just don't want to repeat. Uh, So after he's out of high school and he's off in college, I'll probably uh, be buying a lot of ranch land and working on developing it and uh, I'll
0: be disappeared, so to speak. Yeah, that's really cool. I've uh, a few people that have been on the show have said that um, development is, you know, when you're talking about in real estate there, you're getting, you know, streams of income or you're getting chunks of income. And, and it sounds like land development is the premier when it comes to getting chunks. It's uh, it's, you do get a lot on the, on the back end. I know nothing about it, so I can't speak intelligently about it at all, but uh, it does sound like a very good, um, a good, uh, you know, long-term flip, if you will. Right. Um, so you said coronavirus, uh, just tell us real briefly, what's what's your projection into the future with uh, with the coronavirus? How's, how's it going to affect investing?
1: So, you know, I'm from Texas, right? So my opinion's about to come way out of left field on you, uh, or I guess <laughs> right field. Uh, you know, I think that it's been completely blown out of proportion. I think that our nation is divided politically, economically, socially right now. I think it... I think the Democrats win this November. I think the pandemic goes away. Uh interesting thing, I monitor the probate leads, right? Oh yeah. And if I told you for the last 4 months the number of leads is consistent with the average from the last 2 years, would you believe me? Oh yeah. I mean people aren't dying in the street. I mean it's True. <laughs> So I just think it's going to go away. Like I don't think it'll magically poof go away, but I just think people will stop being Thinking so daggum worried about it yep. because it is like a really bad flu for old people. I mean, yes. it is, and I've got some eighty-year-old in-laws that we built a house for behind the house. We're not letting them get out much. We're keeping them sheltered, right uh, within reason. But you know. I just don't think it's going to have a lasting effect. The lasting effect, Gabe, is going to be on what we as Americans do to each other during the process. Uh, yep. You know, I, 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 the, pendulum a- has, the pendulum has an aversion to the middle. Yep. Uh, and so we're about as far right in leadership as we can get right now. And we're about to go really far left. And I just wish that someone practical could step up and hear all voices yep. and help, you know, Get the government out of the way and let the people run the country. That's what I wish. But
0: I uh, I like that idea. If only uh, if only we could hit that right. <laughs> right. So um, I, I,
1: I tell you this though. I, I was reading in the paper this morning. The the Federal Reserve says that interest rates will remain at near zero levels uh, as long as until we've reached a sustained point of inflation greater than two percent. So. I posted on Instagram today. So basically, this means your cash is worth nothing and will be worth nothing for like ever. That's uh, crazy. So I think with low borrowing cost and um, a um, everybody gets a house kind of mentality, uh, I think we're going to see a really big run up for the next six years. Uh, Rick Sharga from Realty Track would tell you that, real, other than the Great Recession, real estate has pulled every pull the nation out of every recession, right? And we in real estate caused the great recession, so we couldn't pull it out, right? But uh yeah, I mean I I think I think it's a great time to be in real estate. I think it's a horrible time to have cash. So even if you're if you've got cash, if you can't figure out how to invest, you need to find someone that knows how to invest and loan them your money because if you're not making at least 6 to 7% of money, you're probably but yeah.
0: Absolutely you uh you're Cut out there. There, he's back. A little bit of chop. That's all right, though. Um, Tim, we are at the end of the episode. Actually, we're, we're far over, but I'm cool with that because it was a great conversation. Um, so I'm going to push us into the quick question round. This is where I ask quick questions. You give me quick answers. Starts with books. I'm a big bookie. So give me two book recommendations, one for real estate and one for just general life wisdom.
1: Rich dad, poor dad, richest man in Babylon. Oh,
0: man, great ones. So many people have said Dad in Babylon. I need to pick up that goddamn book because, yep, a lot of recommendations. (laughs) It's a good one. Uh, Next question is habits. Habits are the foundation of our life. So tell us what is the habit that you feel has contributed the most to your success today? I'm grounded. I stay grounded. I remember where I came from. I help people and people help me back. I like it. Um, next one is your younger self. So if you were to go to Tim, say he was just getting out of the Marines, you know, putting in that that jog post in uh, in whatever it was that you were searching for a job for, go to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. What would that piece of advice be?
1: Force yourself to keep one more rent house per year.
0: I like it. I like it. It would be about seven million dollars more in net worth for me one single family rental per year. It's very doable. One more. One more. I like that. Very doable for anybody listening and watching out there. You guys can do it too. Just one more. Um, Final question. And this is for the listeners. You've given us some great advice, um, some great information to kind of chew on as we go forward. So someone wanted to reach out and get in contact with you. What would be the best way for them to do that?
1: Uh, just learn how to spell my last name and then just type in Tim Harridge. Uh, I have a YouTube <laughs> channel. I have an Instagram page. I have a Facebook page and timharridge.com is a great resource. I've got about seven or 800 free videos out there between timharridge.com and, uh, flip that I used to run a wholesaling course. It's all free. It's all on YouTube. Uh, just type my name in after you learn how to spell it and, uh, knock yourself out.
0: Cool. And I'll give you guys a cheat. It's a -A T-I-M-H-E-R-R-I-A-G-E. It's an easy one. (laughs) Awesome. Tim, again, thank you for very much for hopping on the show. I had a blast. Um, For everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. Uh, You are the reason we do this. So again, thank you. The best way to support the show is just to subscribe, like, and share this episode with your friends and family. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great week and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can go home with and apply to your own investing business. Before you go, I have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to take your business to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on the website. This ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find a deal that's actually a deal, how to finance that deal with little to no money down, and how to exit a deal for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I'm going to bury you in bonuses, seven of them to be exact. First, you'll get the off market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems and processes we use to generate off market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating real wealth in real estate. Then you'll get the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools and systems and even the vendors we use to grow our business. After that, you will get the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which will give you the exact keywords we use to target leads online and generate leads without having to lift a finger. Next you'll get the Contracts Bundle for Wholesaling and Renting Real Estate which will give you access to all the contracts we use in the field to execute all types of transactions. After that you'll get the Investors Quick Analysis Calculator and Offer Tool which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. Next up, we'll give you the Investor's Daily Success Tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And finally, you will get the Wholesaler's Template for Quick Assignment Cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. I know that is a ton of things to say. I'm glad you were able to stick with it. Uh, So you'll get both the ebook and all of those seven free bonuses. When you download the ebook today, all we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you are interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at the realestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page and take advantage of that deal. With that housekeeping item covered, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make.